Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hive School Sports Podcast Football Edition right here on the Hive Sports Network. I'm still Parker Long, and today we're going to take a look back at the game I told everyone to look out for last week, Viewmont at Provo. We'll also look ahead to this week's matchup between 4A opponents North Sand Pete, and I'm sorry if I got that wrong, and Desert Hills. Before we do any of that, though, we need to get to this week's stat leaders for each phase. This week's categories are rushing yards, which is held right now by Tatum Bisco from Grand County down in Moab with 574. On defense, total tackles owned by Quade Thompson from Milford with 65 and longest kick return for special teams, which Kyle Larson of Provo holds with a sweet 100 yard return. Taking a quick look back at our match from last week, Viewmont came out swinging, scoring all their points in the first half, putting up a 28-18 lead going into halftime. The third quarter started slow, with only a field goal by Provo kicker Moses Vanuku, but two TDs in the fourth quarter helped seal the deal against Viewmont and broke their undefeated streak, putting both teams at 3-1. Viewmont takes on Bonneville this Friday in their first region game, and Provo goes against Maple Mountain. Hello, everyone. This week, I got the chance to sit down with Summit Academy quarterback Devin Watson and talk to him about his game, being scouted, and playing in the 2A Uh, division. Doing Doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, So we'll just jump right into it. Uh, So you are your quarterback. Pretty important position. Um, Now, as a quarterback, you are kind of looked at as like the leader of the team. This is something I bring up fairly often. Um, unfortunately your last, uh, your last game ended in a loss. How do you, how do you as a quarterback and as like the leader of that team, how do you kind of rally your guys like in, in that moment, like after the game's over and during practice the next week to really make sure that, you know, that's kind of water under the bridge. Yeah. I think, uh, like in the locker room, right after the game, there was a lot of talk about using this as motivation, which I think using the loss as motivation, which I think is, you know, a great thing to do. But then we also can't, you know, dwell on how many mistakes we made. And so just the next week of practice after that loss, I mean, just needs to be clean, uh, near perfection so we can bounce back on that following Friday night. So. And how would you kind of, how would you describe your like leadership style on and off the field, like in the locker room? Like, are you more of a vocal guy, like really trying to amp people up? Are you more of like a quiet lead by example kind of guy, something else? I'm definitely more of a lead by example, which I think is kind of ironic for the position I play, Um, you know, with how many calls I have to make vocally. But I think I'm more of an example guy for sure. But I think um, that's why I have three other captains, because I think, my other three guys that help me out, they're very vocal. So I'm more the example guy. Uh, that's good. And you have maybe a nice uh, nice bit of diversity in how everybody leads and like kind of cover all your bases, you think? Definitely, yeah. Awesome. Uh, so right now, um, as we're speaking, you are the, you're the passing yards leader. Like in, in all Utah high school football, you, you lead in passing yards. How does that feel? Like – you know, we're only, we're only a little bit through the season, but like, how does it feel to be like, I'm, I'm the best at something like I'm the top. Right yeah. Now. I mean, it's, it's a great feeling. Uh, hopefully, you know, that right now statement can last throughout the whole season, but um, it's, it's definitely, um, 
accomplishing makes me feel good to know that like, you know, the work that I put in in the off season is starting to pay off a little bit. So. And kind of segueing into that, uh, what, what do you do like in the off season and during the season and kind of keep yourself sharp? Like you gotta be, you gotta be on it. You gotta be a good passer. How, how do you accomplish that? And how do you maintain that and get better throughout the season? For sure. Um, I think the first thing would be a lot of film breaking down, um, film and defenses and tendencies definitely helps me um, throw as many yards as I do. Um, and then the next thing would probably be arm care, just because, I mean, without my arm, I, I'm, I'm kind of pointless at the position I do play. So tending to the shoulder, the arm, um, definitely another important key. So. All right. And so you're talking about film like you're, when you when you talk about film you're for anyone uninitiated you are looking at your game and like a previous game and then you're maybe looking at film from like the team that you're playing next and you are yeah. reading what they did in relation to what you do and kind of how to uh-huh. how to break that down and you know take advantage of it um so how how do you personally feel about like your film study and your like ability to read the defense in the moment? Like, do you feel like that's a strength of yours? Is like being able um, to read those defenses and you know calling an audible if you need to, or is that something yeah. you really have to work on? I think it's not a strength, but it's not necessarily a weakness. So it's like kind of in the middle, if you know what I mean. So definitely need some more improvement and you know, how to do that is just put more hours in. But I think reading defenses in the moment for me, um, something I need to work on a little bit because I, I tend to mix up stuff in my head. And then like how you were saying with audibles, like I'm okay with audibles, but again, just something that needs to be worked on a little bit more to have more success in it as an offensive whole. Yeah. I, I really like the phrase uh, "get one percent better every day." I think that's a, that's a that's a good phrase, and I think really applicable to what you do. Uh, yeah, for I'm sure. sure you've heard you hear stuff like that all the time. And Most definitely, got yeah. That got it got that ingrained in you. Um, and then some. Some else I like to ask you, like because you're playing a sport that can end up being like a professional career. Is there like is there anyone that you kind of model your game after, like someone that you like to take? things from a little bit that like plays in the professional space, you know, uh, the, like the, the defunct XFL, NFL, obviously, or anywhere. Yeah. Um, I definitely say I try to relay my game to Tom Brady, uh, just because he's not the most mobile quarterback as most people know. Um, but what he does well is he's efficient with his reads. He's efficient with his defensive breakdown. Like we were talking about earlier, and he's, he's efficient with his feet in the pocket. And so because of that, it makes him a hard quarterback to sack. And it, it makes him who he is. It, it makes him, you know, the GOAT, arguably. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm I'm no huge fan of Tom Brady, personally. Uh, he kind of embarrassed my Chiefs a couple of years ago. <laughs> so I don't I don't love him, but I got to respect him. him. Got to respect him. Uh, so with with being quarterback like you're not the only you're not the only guy out there obviously like every guy is important all 11 um, absolutely how how important is the running game for you like 
whether you're taking it off yourself or whether you're like handing it off, like how important is the running game? Do you feel to kind of taking pressure off of your position and like helping you kind of keep steady through the game? Uh, pretty important for sure. Um, I'd say, I mean, if you look, look at our history, we don't run the ball a lot, but when we do run, it's effective enough to where it makes a defense or a defensive coordinator have to go, okay, I have to play pass and I have to play run. And so that opens up uh, a lot more opportunities with uh, play calls, um, spots in the defense, gaps, uh, things like that. So pretty important for sure. And then with me running the ball, I think, I mean, it, it really does the same thing, honestly, whether it's me or a running back, it just opens up more opportunities for the offense. So. And, and do you feel like mobility is kind of a, a strong suit of yours? Do you kind of like, like to lean on that in those moments where you feel like you need to? Uh, I mean, I can do it for sure. I wouldn't say it's like a strong point. I, I can do it when I need to. Okay. I'm no Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Very few people are, to. honestly. And then like from the running back to like the wide receivers, uh, how important is it? And really like everybody, how, how important is it to build that like sense of trust between you and the guys you're throwing to and the guys that are blocking for you and everything? Like how important is that? Do you think? Oh, trust is key. Um, There's a, my coach says all the time that football is like the greatest team sport because you need, 11 dudes on both sides of the ball, so 22, 22 dudes to trust in each other that they'll do their job as well as them doing the job themselves. And so if we have no trust across the board, there is no success in any football program. I'd agree with that. I think that's that's right spot on. Um, so you're, you're a senior, and I forgot to mention this at the beginning. You're, you're a senior at Summit, uh, Summit Academy mm-hmm. specifically, um, and you guys yeah. are in 2A. So for, for anyone that doesn't know, 2A is a smaller, like smaller schools, but yep. no less important. Keep that in mind. Uh, they're no less important, but they are smaller. Um, but you're, you're in that division and you, you guys seem to be rocking it pretty well. Um, kind of what, what is it like since you probably haven't like played at different schools, but you've played against different schools that are like bigger what's kind of the difference in the feeling uh, of playing like that? Do, do you even think about it at all? Like the, the size of the school and you know, whatever that might mean. Um, not necessarily like from just a game standpoint, like, cause you know, everybody has their powerhouses. Six A has corner Canyon, five A has sky race, 10 Lehigh, four A. I don't really know many four A schools, but there's obviously a powerhouse in four A. 3A, Morgan, Juab, uh, Grantsville, and then 2A, you know, there's powerhouses in San Juan and Beaver and South Summit. And I like to think ourselves, Summit Academy. And so there's always just a good program at every level you go to. So you got to you gotta respect that program and try to dissect that program to get a win. So That's, that's a good way to look at it, I think. Um, and then last, last really for the, like the strict football questions. Uh, so being a senior, you've got, you've got a good bit of time under your belt. What would you mm-hmm. like, what one or two pieces of advice would you give to like a young QB or like anyone who wants to play football? I guess QB specifically, 
what advice would you give to a young QB just like stepping on the field as a freshman to like help them acclimate to the game and like maybe help give them an edge a little bit or like, I don't know, get used to things? Yeah, for sure. I think the first thing is just um, to embrace the quarterback life. Because, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to lie. I think a lot of people on my team think I'm like kind of a wussy. I'm not allowed to get hit in practice and stuff. And that's okay. You know, it's all good. It's fun, fun jokes. But I think embrace, embrace the quarterback life and realize that, you know, this is what you're focusing on now. This is strictly just, you know, quarterback. And then the second thing um, would be probably uh, try to critique your throwing motion as best you can um, and try to perfect it as much as you can just because, um, you know, there's a lot of different motions out there. Not every motion looks the same. And so it might be different for you. But if you can perfect that and kind of maximize it, you can, you can get a lot done across across the board in the terms of you know, throwing and accuracy and velocity and uh, things like that. So, yeah, I'd say that's good advice. All right. So moving a little bit away from football, but still in like school. Uh, yeah. And I keep saying that you're a senior. I keep hammering that home. Uh, that is, that's a very different kind of time because now you're, you're really in the throes of like college stuff. You're getting scouted. Uh, you're looking at schools, all that kind of stuff. Like, how, how does that feel? And, like, how does it feel knowing that you can have scouts coming and watching, you know, watching you play and, like, you're you're playing for an extra audience, kind of? Yeah. Um, honestly, it's kind of exhilarating. It's, it's kind of fun knowing that, you know, unfortunately this, this high school stage is, is coming to an end, but a new chapter is um, able to be open to me, you know, whichever level I play on. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool for sure. And are you, are you looking to play in college? Like, is that kind of your, your goal at the moment? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Excellent. Any level, wherever I can play. Nice. And so outside of like, outside of football, like balancing life is really important. So like, I mean, balancing sports, Mm -hmm. sports, sports, part of your life. Uh, but balancing like free time and work, you were kind enough to talk with me tonight af- right after getting off work. And uh, like, how do you kind of keep everything balanced together? Like getting good grades, having a social life at all and like playing football and trying to be the best you can on the field. Um, I mean, honestly, sometimes I don't know, but like for, for grades, um, I'm really thankful that my coach, we actually practice in the morning. So we go before school, 6.15 to like 7.30. And then we have uh, a weights class on eight days that we go into and we just practice. And so that really helps me because now I have a lot of time in the afternoon to get homework done. Uh, social life, the weekends, Saturdays. Um, and I'm, I'm really thankful that a lot of my best and closest friends are on the football team because, I mean, I see them every day. So that's fun. Uh, work. Um, I'm really blessed to have uh, a job and where I can kind of create my own schedule. So uh, that's kind of nice. And, you know, I can dabble a little bit when I need to, when I'm running a little low on the funds. (laughs) Yeah. No matter what, you kind of have to make that money at some point. 
at some point. Even if you don't want to. Uh, and then, like, kind of last thing, how with the free time that you do have, like, outside of everything else, like, how do you like to spend that? Like, what do you like to do? Um, uh, love hanging out with the friends, with the homies. Um, I'm still, still a gamer. I love, I like playing Apex Legends. I like playing Rocket League. Um, that's, that's really, it. just kind of chill. Watch college football. I was really hyped about last week the college football finally started. That's how I pretty much spent my Saturday was watching football. So that's about it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, that's, that's a good way to spend it. Honestly, like that sounds pretty great. Uh, so very last, uh, I'll turn it over to you. If you're working on anything, you've got anything going. I mean, obviously you're playing football. Uh, this is your time. Tell people what you, what you do, where to follow you, stuff like that. Tell them to come out to a game, whatever you want. Uh, Devin Watson, QB1 at Summit Academy. Uh, the Instagram is at dev and underscore watt12, as well as the Twitter. Uh, go check out my highlights. I post them every week. Um, that's about it for me. Awesome. Short and sweet. It's good. Well, thanks, Devin. Uh, you've been great. It's been great talking to you. Thank you again for uh, talking you. to me, taking time oh, out of your no day. Problem. Appreciate the invitation. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have you back anytime. Good luck to you and Summit Academy for the rest of the season. Um, I'm hoping to that. be able to come check out a game at some point. Uh, if I can, I'll, uh, I'll be wishing you luck from here. But take it easy, my friend. You as well. Thanks again to Devin Watson, and good luck to him and the rest of the Summit Academy team this Friday against Millard. Moving on to this week's match preview, we'll be stepping into 4A this time with North Sandpete at Desert Hills. Smaller schools than in previous weeks, but that's no reason to think this game won't be one to watch. Both rosters serve up a good amount of intrigue, and their tied 2-2 records put this match on pretty even footing from the get-go. Let's start with North Sandpete. Leading the charge for the Hawks is QB Tyler Allen, who so far has posted a 66% completion with just over 600 yards, 7 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, and a 94.3 QB rating. Not much of a rusher, Allen will be looking to stay behind the line and put the ball in the hands of his playmakers, whether that be his receiver committee or lead rusher PJ Cook, who happens to be a threat for catching passes out of the backfield. Carson Cook, PJ Cook, Bo Jacobson, and Brock Jacobson make up a four-way attack where anyone can get the ball and make something happen. Carson, Bo, and Brock have all posted receiving TDs, with Carson and Bo each posting two. On the ground, P.J. Cook is looking to run downhill straight toward the end zone, which he's already done four times this year. On defense, Keegan Strickland, Jorge Murillo, and Tawaloa Laupapa have each mustered at least 15 total tackles, and 8 solo, with Strickland and Murillo putting up over 20 total and 10 solo each. This group has also totaled 11 QB hurries, with Strickland doing the heavy lifting in that department with 7 of his own. When you have less players, as smaller schools will, flexibility becomes even more important, and that cannot be forgotten when assessing North Sandpete. Brock Jacobson and PJ Cook have each posted at least 9 solo tackles, with Cook coming up with a sack and a QB hurry, 
along with five passes defended. On special teams, Andrew Ray takes on kicking duties and has an average of 46.5 yards per kickoff with one touchback. Two players have taken on punting, Tyler Allen and Keegan Strickland, with Allen planting one punt so far inside the opposing 20-yard line. P.J. Cook strikes again as a kick returner with a 25-yard average per return and a season-long so far of 70 yards. Not to be overlooked or outdone, Desert Hills boasts a similar level of production, but with a different QB situation. In their first game of the season, the Thunder were led by senior Noah Fuililatolo, who posted an impressive 77% completion, racking up three total TDs, two in the air, and 140 passer rating. Since that game, Desert Hills has turned to sophomore Bo Wall. Since stepping into the QB role, Wall has thrown for 323 yards, one TD, and three INTs, but has also used his legs and picked up 132 yards on 33 carries and put up one TD on the ground. Wall's receivers also use a committee approach, with Tyden Morris, JV and Cummings, and Azen Cummings all coming up with at least 103 yards each and one TD each for Lincoln and Javian. In addition to Wall on the ground, Tyden Morris and Kona Crowell have each carried the ball 65 and 25 times respectively. Morris is the clear number one rusher, with his 65 carries going for 438 yards, averaging 6.7 yards per carry, racking up two 100-plus yard rushes and four touchdowns. Crowell is no slouch, though, making his 25 carries go for 107 yards at 4.3 per carry and two touchdowns himself. Defensively, the Thunder live up to their name, cracking and crashing with lots of tackles. Crowell, Cyrus Polu, and Hunter Clark each have put up at least 28 total tackles, with at least 22 being solo. Polu has also put up three tackles for loss, a sack, two hurries, and one pass defended. Clark has made his mark as well, with five passes defended and one tackle for loss. Corner Riker Tuckness has also impressed with seven passes defended and 16 total tackles, 15 of them solo. Ocean Taufa has also gotten after the ball carrier with 12 total tackles, two for loss, and one sack. Versatility is key here as well, with Polu taking on punting duties, having an average of 36 yards per punt, a long of 54, and pinning one inside the 20. Polu also handles kickoff returns with Crowell, where both of them have averaged 30-plus yards per return through the season. There's a number of ways this match could go, and that's what I find most interesting about it. Will we see a pass-and-rush-heavy offensive showdown? Will the defenses step up and shut down their opposition to keep the score low? Who knows? But I'm sure no matter what, it should be interesting. As I'm sure most of you know, the first week of the NFL regular season starts this week, with the Buffalo Bills and Los Angeles Rams welcoming us into the 2022 season. Whoever your favorite team in the league is, I hope you'll be watching along with me, not only because it's fun, but to get energized for all the exciting football action we'll be seeing here in Utah, looking at the teams some of these players here are dreaming of playing for in the future. As always, my name is Parker Long, and thank you for joining me here on the Hive Sports Podcast Football Edition, part of the Hive Sports Network. New episodes come out every week, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us at The Hive Sports and at Hive Football PC on Twitter. And if you're a player or coach who wants to be on the show, email us at thehivesports at gmail.com. All stats for this show, courtesy of maxpreps.com. I'm Parker Long, 
And thanks again for joining us. And remember, no matter what, be safe and have fun. 